Rocking chair, chair session. With Elisa Di Batista. Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone. And welcome to RCS Rocking Chair Sessions for Volume 16 with artist Michael, please correct me, Gelately. 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 Jason I go with right. the I go with the uh, Gelately thing because I want to be kind of Latin like everybody else okay. down here, so that's my Latino wannabe name, <laughs> and most people call me that. And where does the Gelately come from? If we can ask. Scottish. Michael. Scottish. Scottish. Scots. Yeah, you don't get eyebrows like this. From that, yeah. From anywhere, you know. Totally. Right? Totally, I can see that. Gelately. <laughs> and so. Gelately. 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 We could spend a half hour on this. <laughs> We should train more ahead of time so we can actually start the session with the real name. With the yeah. real name. Well, we asked Galately. a few people, and Galately. I think the closest one was artist Jason Aponte, who was like, oh, yeah, you're having Michael on board. He, he said Galately. You mentioned that. He said Galately. He said Galately. He's one of my closer mm -hmm. friends. No. Yeah. He, he pronounces your name right. He has to be a friend, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Priorities here. All right, we are. I mean, we are so excited to have you here. Yes. Thank but you. But then also, we just found out that today is your birthday. And oh yes. my God! You still and you yes. had time to go out you and get gifts. I can't believe it. And you still showed up. So first of all, happy I mean, birthday. he showed up. It's happy birthday. Thank you. Yes. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Yes. I love it. That's really exciting. It's what a, a great treat. way to celebrate what it is. Your it stories. Is. Yeah. And hopefully the people... Usually I vow not to talk yeah. about myself on my birthday, but this is an exception. Like a, it's like a hobbit birthday. You like giving people gifts instead of receiving gifts. You like to talk about other things, perhaps, in a way. <laughs> we can, do, we we can, can do, do that. We could say that. And I mean, as our listeners maybe know, at the end of our session, there are going to be a you lot of gifts get, waiting. So yeah. if you make it through to the end, then, really? then you yeah. really? get three, prizes. Three, there is, three, a, there three is prizes. a golden door <laughs> that awaits you. Oh, right. I came to the right place. Thank okay. you. Nice yeah. to be here. Nice. I'm glad excited to have you. Go ahead. We, well, we, we have to talk about the history of the studio because you just told it, us not, when you got yeah, in it's, that it's, it's not new it's to you, right? It continues, right? Yeah. Now, this is your studio. It's, right? Yeah, it's, and it's and my studio. studio. It's been my studio for two and a half years, and okay. today is the last day. Is that right? She's moving Because I'm tomorrow. moving into a different studio tomorrow. Oh, so... I feel like I should be interviewing you. What's, what's your feelings about that? You're leaving the well, pole behind. Well, I feel like I, I continued a, a really long history of very interesting people that were in the yeah. studio before. Like I felt your spirit. I Thank think. you. And As then I there did, was Andre uh, that right, who was been a, here. A, a cast of characters. Yeah. There, which is really sweet. I mean, right? I, I've not had that experience of, you know, the studios have been garages or they've been loft spaces that hadn't been artists before. They've been bedrooms but this has been you know a, a residency studios place Parents so there's been house, yeah. there's there's a lineage to it yeah. there's a history to each one yeah and I moved across the street across the hallway before leaving so I was across the hall for about a year and it's like oh who moved into my space yeah and who what are they doing in there now you yeah. know that kind of thing so it's cool yeah everybody it, moves around a few times it seems from coming 
and then finally leaving. And then, and then, yeah, yeah moving yeah. out, yeah. kind of growing yeah, you're up. Like, in yeah, a you way. have to try different suits on while you're Yeah, know. it's true. Sure, different neighbors. So you never had a studio downstairs? No, I, and I you preferred not to. to. Yeah, How yeah long even though it's, this is your, yeah. is your, you know, moment of moving downstairs, which I is know. very exciting, which I can imagine. Actually, I tried <laughs> not to do for a very long time. She was torn. She was torn. Now I'm just running out of space, kind of, and I decided, okay, okay I'm going to do it. But okay. how long were you in this space? How long were you in in I think I was studio? Here for, I think I was here for almost three years. Nine three years? Yeah. Uh -huh. cool. I think so. But now I came from, I came from a house that I was living in for ten years in the woods, in northwestern Connecticut. Mm -hmm. um, and I moved down here, thrilled to be coming into this '70s studio. Big house art complex, you know, instant culture. I moved down here for culture, I moved down here for art, and here it was, boom. Drive off the highway and you got it. So I get this place up here, and at the time, Jason was up here, Ernesto was about to move in. Um, there was one or two other people up here, uh -huh. at the most. Um, and then that was it, half of it was empty. Uh -huh. Well, those people all had day jobs. So I'd be up here, so the first, four or five months up here, I really felt like I was up here by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the windows I had up north. I didn't have anything. And it was like, where are all these artists? What's going on here? Um, so it was really schedules. strange. It was, yeah. you know, jets would fly over and I'd hear this like rumbling. And I thought, oh, damn, finally there's a thunderstorm down here. And I'd run out the door and it, boom, be hit by this like 100 degree sun and a jet going over. It's like, oh, <laughs> where's the weather? There's nothing going on. I can't see anything. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was a little nutty. Like, where I had am a very I? similar where experience I? when I first right. moved here. It was always dark when I got here. There's yeah. no natural light up here, right? right? No person was here until Kyoko, the Japanese yeah, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. moved in yeah, yeah. across the across the. Uh, the aisle, yeah. but now it's actually oh, yeah. this once, really vibrant community show right up, now. Jason now showed up, like, Kunde yeah. moved in, mm -hmm. somebody else was down. Yeah, and that's what it, and then it becomes something, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But it was funny at first. Mm -hmm. Where did you move after you uh, decided to leave the Bakehouse? Leave here? I moved back to my uh, apartment. Mm -hmm. um, my girlfriend and I had made a deal where she had a good deal on a studio outside the house. She had her studio in the in the apartment mm -hmm. for the time I was here. Mm -hmm. She got a good deal to get a studio outside down mm -hmm. in the falls with some other uh, artists. And I, at the time, didn't necessarily need the studio. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't need to commute. I didn't need to pay the rent. I didn't, things weren't going. Um, I didn't need the studio. Yeah. So I thought, all right, she can move out of her studio in the house. I'll take, I'll take her place, yes, and she'll I... get her place. So it was a nice exchange, and it's been that way. Mm -hmm. So that's where I still am. But you also did the residency at the Deering Estate. Did you have a I did, studio I did there? A, no, I did it. There was a uh, projects residency. Mm -hmm. So I did two-year projects res, res, residency there. Residency. Residency. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mouthful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the residencies get to be much. Yeah, I love them. Can't live without them. And that was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was working on. Um, I had come. I had come down here with the notion of working on these botanicals. Okay. I had started. I had started getting into these kind of like quasi botanicals, and in, in, in as much saying that that um, I wasn't necessarily into plant rendering. It wasn't. I'm not a botanist, um, but I loved as an as an illustrator, which I had been for. Up till till now, I've been a freelance illustrator for over 25 years. I did a lot of gardening books. 
And the thing that I, in, in researching, when you research gardening books, you're on Google f- image a lot. Mm-hmm. And no matter, you know, hundreds and hundreds of images of tomato plants, whatever you're having to do, you know, beets, whatever, you're looking for that thing. There would always be those botanicals that were like stunning as anything. Those things would pop out. It's like, forget the gardening books. Just somebody give me a botanical. I never got botanicals, so I took them on myself. But again, I didn't, I just loved, I loved the whole format of botanicals, and that's, this gets into the whole visual format of maps, um, is that you have this, you have this theme, this subject, plants, country, whatever, and it's embellished to hell. Like that's, you know, and all that stuff is what was, was so intoxicating to me. Whether it was the uh, <clears throat> the borders, the legends, I loved legends, all, anything you could put in there, you could put in there as botanicals sometimes do. You know, you get the little, the little uh, what do they call it, cartouches down in the corner, which is the little scene about the estate owners exchanging seeds, you know, and crazy stuff. So that in itself meant, you know, I could put anything I want in there. So in my botanicals that I started up north, they did. They had any, everything and anything in it. There were plants in there, but there were bras in there. There were, you know, sexual things in there. There were like little anything. Mm-hmm. And it all seemed to work. As soon as you put that decorative border around there that botanicals often have, bingo, you were in that arena. Same thing applied to the maps. Mm-hmm. As soon as you put that cool decorative border on there and called it a place and started running some rivers or borders on there, you had a map. Mm-hmm. So that was a playground. Both things were playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came down here doing botanicals. Before I left, there was also this massive ice storm that left huge icicles everywhere and I started making constructions ice constructions of, out of those things with in mind that these are ice plants so I kind of invented this ice plant thing yeah, so I brought that, that down here as like you know I'm, I'm moving to the tropics I'm bringing ice plants with me or ice uh, the notion of ice constructions but yeah they were plant based so I, I kind of worked up this whole thing about this ice plant and that's what I brought to the Deering, this idea that um, I would run this whole fiction of post-Miami, you know, post, like the end of the glacier, this glacier ice age that we're in now leaves Miami in such a way. And, you know, thousands of years later, these ice plants are starting to be exhumed out of the, out of the ground and they have car parts in them. You know, I'm bringing the whole car culture of Miami into this thing. And I was doing these, but then, so I started constructing these botanicals like that. In fact, even then building these ice sculptures that had car parts in them. And, you know, I've had, I made a couple here. I had one down at Deering. Um, and in Vermont, you did also uh, well, that, leading up uh, to that, so, huge sculptures. So, yeah, so, no, I, right. so I'm, I'm working through this, um, this whole ice plant narrative and mm. playing with that. And a couple of years then after that, in what was it, 2015, I, I was up at, this, this was up at Vermont Studio Center. Mm-hmm. So I went up there in 2011. I continued, that was just before moving down here. And mm-hmm. I got some good botanicals going up at that point. A lot of abstraction in it and, and feeling out where this stuff could go. How much can I get away with within that traditional format of a mm-hmm. botanical? 
Um, not that I felt like I needed to get away with anything, but so when I came down here, um, that then, yeah, that preceded that botanical thing mm-hmm. and then got this, another fellowship up to the Vermont Studio Center in 2015 and brought the whole thing up there. I brought my, because I was building these, I was building these um, botanicals out of uh, freezing water balloons. Mm-hmm. I was tint, yeah. color the balloons, you know, those nice big linear things, and then build from those. Um, so I thought, okay, this was February in Vermont, ice cold, minus 20 average every day. I could freeze up over lunch. I could freeze up these things. So I had trees up there outside the studio <laughs> that were like dangling with these fabulous, like long orange and blue and, and all these other, you know, and here I am like all these other younger, this is a fairly young crowd that often goes up to this. It's like 50 artists and writers a month. So you get a lot of Whoa, people, you get yeah. a lot of energy, you get a lot of young people. So here's this old guy that they're watching the first week or two freezing water balloons outside and they're all there getting their studios ready for paintings and you know some serious writing and so what do you do all oh, those are my balloons out there you know so I didn't even I didn't even know where it was going at that point other than perfect condition to make these sculptures I'd make them I'd bring them inside I'd do all this like photography video I'd build it'd be fabulous so then I, as soon as I brought them in and like you know I started the work it's like they're melting it's like it's 15 below outside. Go outside with them. You'll have all day. So I went outside. There was this fabulous, you know, huge snow pile basically pushed back from from the plow right outside the studio. And I thought I'd just go to town on that. I'd bury this these I'd build these ice constructions and I'd bury them and I'd dig them out. Thinking that in burying them, I could do more, I could do expert, you know, I could mess with it. I could do things with it that I wouldn't have been able to do in the studio or that I'd never done with them. Um, and also this idea of archaeology, well, that's right? Thing. You know, like I, I, so I buried it, yeah. and I buried it good. And in burying it, I had, uh, I was treating it a little bit like painting because I'd bury some. The guy in the studio next to me had all spray paints. That was his thing. So I borrowed his spray paint, so I'd bury, spray, bury, put more snow down, spray, not knowing what that would give me. And, but I, so I did that a lot, buried it down pretty deep. Mm-hmm. So that night there was an um, uh, artist presentation at the studio, which do every week. There's like 10 artists go up, they got five minutes to present their stuff. And there's this woman showing her work and she spent, you know, she spent her whole life as an arch- as a archeologist. Mm-hmm. I said, oh my God, you know, so I had her come over the next morning. I said, I just want a couple of field notes. I want to treat this like a dig. What should I do? She goes, be, be anal, be clinical, keep your edges sharp, work on a grid and throw anything else you want in on that. And that was it. I said, Neat. fantastic. So I spent yeah. the next week digging methodically, you know, from the face, because I buried it from the top, digging methodically straight in. Oh, it's marvelous. Because you couldn't have asked for more. The snow was like heaven. It was the most incredible material I've ever built with, constructed with. It, it, I could saw, it was like styrofoam. I could saw it, I had a couple of saws, I could saw straight in, in squares, I could pull it out like a drawer, drop it on the ground and it would stay there. It was heavenly. I mean, the lines it was are heavenly. like amazing. So I was able to carve out I started, you know, I started drawing with with colored inks, like, you know, like, you know, like 
playing arc, playing scientist here, um, and did that whole thing for like two weeks. Photographed it completely, um, found my piece, having kind of thought, wait a minute, I don't know where it is, which made it even cooler. So of course I was digging and then I was digging and everything's becoming sculptural. But then I hit the piece and then we get the brushes out. So I was treating it just like that method. And it was, it was marvelous. I couldn't believe it. So in that piece, because it was full of all this, um, these colored, the colored tubes, and then when I'd hit the, hit the stratas where I spray painted, I'd get those, and those are like these beautiful like ribbons of color. So it was like uncovering this abstract painting, mm-hmm. which I just finished doing a like six foot ink painting of just that for the show I'm having in, in the, at the laundromat in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's exciting. And what that's, date is And that would be like the key, that's kind of like the key, key piece between glaciers, I mean icebergs mm-hmm. that are... Breaking off and melting. Main character in the show and these gourds these kind of like erotic gourds that they're the other characters in the show and I'm putting those those two are together mm-hmm. but it's that one painting that that brings it together yeah, it's kind really of like ties a key, it together kind of like a, a turnbuckle mm-hmm. between in, in reasoning mm-hmm. um, so yeah all that was just it's been a great mm-hmm. investigative constructive bunch of years around that stuff mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking uh, before before you came in also about the residencies and you know what what influence residencies have on your work. And yeah. when I hear you talk about Vermont and about the snow there and yeah. about that that special almost performative piece, yeah, there is not really a place where you could have you could done do, that yeah. better it's, than it's, there, right? It's it, like they are gifts like never before. You know. Yeah. I mean, you were. You know, you could, you know, you, you, we work, we all work as artists. We got, we got our studios, we got our schedules, we got our thing, and you, especially that place. That place is like a spa. This is the Vermont Studio Center. It is a. At least uh, it we is are going to go up there. <laughs> it is a spa. Number of people, you know, a lot of people from Miami have gone up there. Oh, right. um, uh, I've been up twice. Uh, Tilly's been up twice. Uh, Jennifer Basil, Basil, who had a studio downstairs, she's been up there. Uh-huh. Um, so it's home. It's become home. And I'll get to that further on of how much home it's become mm-hmm. um, in a minute. But they feed you meal, you know, three exceptional meals a day. That's 50 people. Wow. You know, the staff is even exciting. I mean, everything about the place is exciting. Uh-huh. So if you want to work, you got it. Uh-huh. If you want to work and then party at night, you got it. If you want to do anything, if you want to, you know, it's, it's beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. So that then itself is, it's liberating. I mean, any, anything that's going to allow you to work and have at the same time, yeah, a little like this place on a good day, the support of so many people yeah. that are, you, you know, it's, it's direct. Okay, it's, yeah, at, yeah. it's meal to meal. Yeah. You know, you don't want to sit at the same table every every night because everybody there is cool. I know. You know. I love that you were That's able to liberating. make contact with, like, an, you, know, you were interested in archaeology and there's an archaeologist. Exactly. And you were able to attach exactly. to You need spray paint, you go over sure. to the colleague. Yeah, the writers, the, the writers. Yeah. I remember having yeah. a conversation with a writer in a couple of days about what I was doing up there. And he came back the next day. He said, my God, I, I never thought about addressing my writing what I'm doing here in a constructive sense that you're doing and when I thought about it I could move I could dovetail that 
that whole process into what I'm doing, and thank you very much. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. so it's all these like great, Feedback. you know, exchanges going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, if it, you know, I've, I talk to other people. Say, I don't, I don't need to go on a residency. I'm, I'm kind of in the, in the midst of it. Yeah, good, stay there. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. Yeah, some people are not, um, uh, you know, they don't feel they want to be disturbed in their rhythm or in the place that they are. They're more like, you know, rooted there. Close friend of mine is is writing writing this book. Mm -hmm. His wife, another dear friend of mine, is a painter. She's been there years ago. Mm -hmm. So I was encouraging them both to go up when I'm applying to go up in in November. I thought, oh, that'd be marvelous. And I, I totally respect what he does. He said, no, I, I, that's not the kind of, resi- the kind of residency mm-hmm. I want to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, he's writing a book on, on the justice system. So you don't need to be there with this like exuberant, young, partying, kind of, you know, crazy, fun crowd. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so mm-hmm. that's a good example of that, mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. But so. well, Elisa and I were also wondering, um, I, we know that you were born in Connecticut and you yeah. grew up in New England, right? Yeah, I'm New England. And you were around there for, for a while. A long time. Yeah, uh, most, Did most you of my ever life. go to like an, an art school or somewhere? You said illustration. Did you? Did no, you? I went, uh, illustration came as a default years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a little art school in uh, Hamden, Connecticut, right outside of New Haven, mm-hmm. right on a high school. Um, it was it was what my folks could afford. It was like what looked good good to me. My my up. I've been drawing all my life, so realism was was I knew how to draw. Um, Who taught you how to draw? I, I just, you just did, did it, it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did it all the time. So, you know, high school. The measure of my little suburb high school was if you knew how to draw realistically. That was the, that was the key moment, you know, mm-hmm. so that I could do that. So that's that's what I believed was the course. So this this little inexpensive art school up the, up the road, which I think my neighbor went to, was obviously a place to continue that. Traditional foundation school. Mm-hmm. So I went to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, continued to just kind of kept fine-tuning that understanding of how to see and how to paint what you see and still life painting and figurative painting and um, it was you know fabulous foundation work I mean these are teachers that knew um, yeah how to how to do that mm-hmm. uh, trompe painters realistic painters however there was a there's a long story that would be sweet to tell but I could get kind of lost in it do it do it, do it. Yeah, well do it. here here's I, I, I do I, I will share this it's a great story because this was this was 1970 mm-hmm. and like I say it was just up the road from out of New Haven it was just up the road from there well in 1969 Yale had decided that the art department wasn't truly on the map as a contemporary art school. You know, it had great faculty, had great faculty for years as an art, art school, but they weren't modern enough. Mm-hmm. So they hired Joseph Albers at the time mm-hmm. to come in and take over the art department, mm-hmm. reshape it. So in doing so, they fired all the old guard. And then you're talking people that had been there for probably right, 20, 30 years, yeah. I don't know, long uh, time, uh-huh. long time. But these were like, these were the people who made that what it was for years. Who built that school who up from the ground. Who built that school as an art department. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, there were three of them. Three of them were let go. And these three 
the time. They may have been in their 60s, maybe 70s. I don't know. I was a kid, you know, ages ago. Anyhow, they're all out of work. They all got hired, like, in a minute, in a minute by my school. Oh, wow. So we had this little art school up the road. It was a little... It and favored, all those amazing teachers it favored. there. favored. Yes, yes. Oh, excuse me. Jackie Gopi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Hello. Come in, come into my studio. We're you have an interview. But you know what? The first time I met Michael. Oh, maybe come step closer to the uh, microphone. Yes. Leaning over, he was leaning over his work study. This is a first-time interview. Hold on, I'm gonna pass him my. Hold on. First time you met Michael Galatly. Galatly. Hold on. Galatly. Step right up. Okay. The first time I met Michael Galatly, he was leaning over his desk right in that spot. And it was dark, and I was trying to get a studio at the end of the hall, which was apparently a storage closet <laughs> that I had to build a floor for. <laughs> right, right. But you did and, a nice job. Thank you. It's still there. And you look so intense. And I thought, that guy is something. Look at him. He's just, it's like one of those old Dickinsonian things where, you know, people are leaning over and they're like doing. There's one light. Yeah. Yeah. One little light. Yeah. What was he working on? I think he was working on Game of Thrones. Oh, please. Oh, Oh, please. What are you listening to? There it is. There it is. Is my coach let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk well, about, about this right now. What about that Thank Game you. of Thrones? Thank you for visiting. Thank you for visiting. Jackie, you're going to be next. you're next here. So, well. So, yeah, so I get this. She so took I get this, but, but But it took a while. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a big announced thing. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, we were all young, and it was just this little art school. So we were like, you know, we were people that were like bucking to go to RISD and just didn't get in. And then we were like happy to have this little art school because it was it was pretty laid back and it was fun and you know we're all getting high and in class and it's it's cool but slowly you start realizing these are some smart buggers man these are some cool old timers we got walking around here but even still we knew they went to Yale but we didn't know what happened so nobody's making too much noise about this but there were great people we had Rudolph Salinger Dean Keller um, Goot Herb Goot. So these were, Quality. and they were imparting wisdom, yeah. wisdom. So that was pretty damn special. So fast forward, I moved down here, you know, six years ago. Tilly and I are watching this. We see this, we rent this film documentary called Rape of Europa. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's about the Nazis, you know, stripping the Renaissance out of out of Europe during mm-hmm. during the war and what do, Hitler's doing with them. So we start watching, and about five minutes into it, they're showing the, these, you know, the, the allies, and they mention this guy, Dean Keller, boop, boop, move out of that scene. I had, you know, Tilly, I had a portrait teacher at a pair of Dean Keller. A minute later, another scene of Dean Keller, and he's laughing, I said, Jesus Christ, that's him. The guy, the guy, I don't know if you, either of you saw that movie Monument Men, which was a sequel to the first book. There's two books. Well, Dean Keller was like a monster in that campaign, that ally campaign to, to rescue all these Renaissance treasures out of Europe to the point where his body was exhumed out of Hamden, Connecticut some, sometime in the... What the hell would it have been? 90s, and reburied at the in in the floor of one of these chapels that had been bombed out, and he went in after and restored the the murals in there. I mean, this guy was a 
beast. Yeah. It wasn't even mentioned in our school. We could add a whole course on this guy. And, and his story. wife worked down at the desk, was the secretary. They didn't oh even talk God. about this. We were like, I was on the phone all the next morning. Were we like, that hi? I mean, what the hell is going on? Why you know, this is a magnificent yeah. story. So anyhow, that was cool. Yeah, I felt now, cool. you know. Have I had, did I have a Yale education? Would you, yes, could I you not could. say that? You could say that. You could say that. That's just, wow. that's just a sweet, I like that story. It's goosebumps you know? wow. story. It was just, wow. it was cool. Anyhow, so. Great stuff. I don't know how we got onto that, but I do notice that by these rocking chair sessions, they do roam around. Oh, we roam around. Yeah, and we like the if roaming. You, if you two even have chances to answer, ask questions. It's we do like we the do. roaming. <laughs> but we do have another question from one of our a listener which connects to the Gobi question with which connects to oh, to yes. her question okay and it was actually the the it was a nice phrasing how the hell did you get that gig what a gig <laughs> for game of thrones uh, the game to of thrones gig. to draw the I maps was, for drawing, game of thrones i had been i had been illustrating as an illustrator let's say i don't know when that happened but i had been illustrating for a number of years had done a lot of work with random house publishing um Again, Impressive. cookbooks, yeah. uh, health and fitness, we did, we did it all. Mm -hmm. um, it was usually general reference. I had been doing this, and I'm still doing these books, for Rita Mae Brown. She's an author. She's quite an amazing author. She's been around for a long time, but she also has this like little plague, this little fun gig that she does. And she's been doing it for maybe almost 20 years now. Every year she writes a murder mystery. Wow. And Consistently. this this. this Two cats and a corgi dog help solve the murder mystery, okay? Jason loves these illustrations. Continue. So, so she's been doing this for a long time. So I just finished, and I probably should probably be getting the next one soon. I've done 17 years of these things. Awesome. And every year there are 10 drawings. Okay. So I was working with, with this art director, Glenn Edelstein, on those things for years. And he kept saying, you do maps? You do maps? I said, I'll do any, just give me a map, I'll do maps. You know, I don't, I don't spec work. I mean, that's not the kind of illustrator I was. I said, give me a map, I'll do a map. So he gave me a map, it went over okay. Gave me another map by this great novel about the last of the Crusades, and I loved it and, you know, went to town on it. Good maps. So, I don't know, a little time comes by. Martin shows up, because he's Random House's his publisher. Martin shows up to do this big kind of history book. It wasn't gonna be, this was different than his regular book to book to book mm -hmm. sequences. Um, he wanted to do a big history book. So who do you have for maps? Glenn shows him my map right from the beginning. I'll, I'll take him. So, so that, was in, that was in 2006. I had a teaching job at the time. Part-time, but a teaching job. And Glenn lays this job out to me, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be, it's, it's like 30 maps, at least a year's work, good salary. Boom, I quit the teaching job. Wow. I quit the teaching job, well, you know, for the next, the following yeah. year. Because like I said, it was part-time, and this was gonna be the night, you know? Yeah. Well, I started it in 2006. It got shelved slowly because of Martin who's still either working on the last book or the book before, he's notoriously slow, uh -huh. um, or just diligent. Um, and years went by, after a while, Random House was saying, you know, just hope you're keeping yourself busy with other things. And it wasn't until 2011, when I, just before moving down here, literally, Tilly had already moved Tilly down here, 
that the book came off the show off the shelf again because because the show came out and that just redlined him you know mr rockstar all of a sudden so that book came off the shelf and we were like going nice so i came in here you know on that so the TV show actually helped him oh, yeah. with that. Oh yeah. With, oh, he was doing well already. He was doing well already, and he was doing well by Random House. Mm -hmm. Everybody was happy, but he was mm -hmm. just he was slow. So mm -hmm. they, you know, it gets excuse me a little agitated in the in the system yeah, of production yeah. and, and publishing, but still cool. Oh, and then the show came out, and yeah, it's like damn, we got we got this one down. So I moved in here. You know, a little adjustment, and then got to work on that. And you but were doing funny, maps for for the book. I was doing the maps for the books, mm -hmm. um, which I was able to pull out a lot of the stuff that I had early earlier started. Mm -hmm. um, and and but so the funny thing was, I come in here. I'm a you know New Englander. I'm in Miami. I'm in a wicked art complex studios you know i'm in town baby and and i moved in on the day i moved in the afternoon before that year's lucky you oh my and i'd already God. so i'd already so i'd already given a piece so i was already in the show and i move in and you know it's been the first night down here it's like and then tilly and i have this you know this party we're gonna go to at the bakehouse lucky you Jesus Christ, I come here, you know, we both show up, the silos are all lit up. I mean, this place is like Mardi Gras. There's women <laughs> walking around with like feathered wings and nothing else on with food. I'm like, we're looking at each other like, Jesus Christ, I'm taking pictures. What the I'm hell taking did pictures, we do? I'm sending them right out saying, look at the welcome I got, man. This, this, we're gonna kill this town, you know? I'm up on the roof photographing down below. It's like, we're like, wow. Jets are going, you know, the jet cab, yeah, right? right? Jets over are your going. Head. It's like, jets right over your head. Yes. It was heavenly. It was like just wow. a knockout. Wow. Knockout. So, so that's how I got into the, the throne. How it, yeah. So, so a funny thing too is like, okay, so I'm, that's that's what I was doing. I was setting the picture for me being in this Miami complex studio. You know, I got my art. So, I don't know. It wasn't long later, like a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, we're gonna have our first studio opening you know open studio open then. studio mm -hmm. so I get all my big paintings out that I had done up north I got paintings all over the place I got paintings outside I got the botanicals I got my wrap down you know and like uh, up in the far corners high I got probably the beginning sketches of some of these maps I mean just the beginning hardly like maybe the southwest you know, side of, of uh, Riverlands, whatever the other regions were called. And they're up there, you know? I got a hell of a show going on here. Well, I got people come, start coming in, yeah, you know, looking around, looking around. Oh, wow. Is that Riverlands? You know, I mean, freaking recognition. Recognition. I was like, yeah, that's, that's Riverlands. I'm so... <laughs> Look so, at my painting. So there's a new one here. Wow, is that... Wow, what do, you, what, is that, what do you got that there for? Well, you know, it was just, you know, forget the art, man. <laughs> forget the art. 
It was so, and it went on like that. I realized oh, you better get used to that, buddy. You know, you're gonna have to talk about this a long time. and even Elisa chose a map of yours for the preview. I know. I, when I saw that, it's like, oh no, it's Game of Thrones. No, yeah. I have to. Talk no, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. And I met a lot of fun. I had some fun with that. You know, I had people come in. Oh my God, I'm, I've read that book five times. I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> yeah, we got some followers here. You know. So that was that was cool. Are you still doing this for the new book as well? Like, no, that was like that was that was, that was it. That was truly like one book, right? his history book. Mm -hmm. And I have you know, in and I think it's in there's there's about twenty eight, twenty nine illustrators in there. Oh wow! You know, there's some other maps in the back, but I I have the whole Wester Westeros midsection. So I've done all the maps for that. Um, Incredible. And then, there, yeah, the art, the illustrator who did the banners, the illustrators who did the battle scenes. Mm -hmm. Somebody else did this. There were a lot of them. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of them. And they were all, they all, I think we all went that same course. Because when I was first given the job and told that, yeah, there were all these illustrators, I was given their names. Some were in Russia, some were in Canada. That I could actually, because I needed, I needed to know what everybody else's language was. You know, because I didn't, I don't know that world. I don't know what... I don't have a knowledge base for weaponry, you know, wherever that base would be. So I'd have access to all, I figured I'd have access to all these illustrators and I could have access to all their imagery to at least flavor what I was then going to do. Well, nobody, you know, I started reaching out to them. Nobody knew what they were doing. Some hadn't even heard that they were hired yet. So the whole thing was kind of slow. It was such a big project. Yeah. But it was, you know, very, you know, spread out sort of thing. Yeah. So it was... It was interesting. Incredible. But no, so that was a one-shot deal. So that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's kind of like, how does it feel for you to be like so identified with that project? Like, how is it for you to be like, you know, to have the people kind of recognize you so much with the, with the maps? Well, it's, it's, it's always interesting how you are going to get identified. Mm -hmm. You know, I wear a blue hat. Oh, you're the guy with the blue hat. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you're the guy who does, does maps. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, you, I, you know, I, I'm, it was nice that I was able to contribute that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a Game of Throners. I, you don't watch the I've, TV I've, show? I've, I, yeah, I haven't watched it since the second season. Like at least. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, I, I think I can continue. Let me put that out there. I don't want him to get any hate mail, but I just don't have HBO anymore. So Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We, got, we need we, a subscription for We got for cable. Alicia. I think we got cable when we moved down here to watch that because we figured, you know, you better know what you, you know, yeah. you better know what you're talking about. And uh, the cable wasn't worth it to us because that's not, that was the only thing I think at the time besides Netflix we were watching. So yeah, we gave that up. So people like people. So you know, to answer your question, people see that. All right, he's the guy who did the maps. He must know the entire Everything, history. Right. So once I excuse myself of that, then we can get on with other on. things. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. so. But I love how you, the entry point was your illustration, and um, was it through the? We obviously looked up um, the position you got out of school when you graduated? No, um, no, no. No, I had, I had, oh, okay, how I even got into yeah. illustration, like I said earlier, by default. Um, like co-school? I had, I was living in New Haven, mm -hmm. um, got married, and we moved up to northwest corner of Connecticut, a little quiet town for various family reasons, and um, so we went up there, and there wasn't a lot of work. My wife at the time got a, um, got a job at a woodworking magazine. Luckily, there was a little woodworking magazine, so 
Um, she got a job there and a couple years into it, they started hiring me in the art department. Uh, and it was, a, it was a sweet little thing. It was a bi-monthly magazine. We did everything in house. So we designed, we built the furniture, we photographed it for all its needs. And me and this other guy, we drew everything. So at that point I had to learn technical illustration, mm -hmm. which I never did before. Mm -hmm. I was always constructive, mm -hmm. you know, constructive drawing. You build, you build your drawing. You don't look at a piece of furniture and invisibly take the damn thing apart. Even though I always admired those, you know, as a younger kid, uh, car illustrations where you saw the engine and the piston inside there and the hood and the paint job at the same time, I love that. So I was basically learning how to do reductive work. Mm -hmm. So I got that down. Um, and worked there for almost 10 years. So I had this, oh, so then the magazine sold, moved out to Illinois. We didn't want to do that. We just had children. We have two babies at the time. We didn't want to move out of where we were. And what we had was I had a technical illustration portfolio. So I was able to start getting that technical work. And that kind of held, that's, that had been pretty much the bread and butter all along. Mm -hmm. That's that stuff. The, the technical you know, illustration. Yeah, mm -hmm. not not the uh, mm, fiction, nonfiction. You know, maps. I did a few jobs like that. Mm -hmm. The Rita Mae Brown books. That's consistent. Mm -hmm. But in between all that, the bulk of it would be typically woodworking. Like I said, gardening. How to get birds into your backyard. Techno, how, how to stuff. Mm -hmm. How to stuff. Mm -hmm. But so. I love how the correlation, like you learned within that first technical job, how to, you said, build and construct, and then you had to photograph it, and then you would take those photographs, and then you would illustrate them and layer. And then I feel like with the work you did in Vermont and the work you do now, that's more or less, it's similar it's in process. Like, it's that very, you build, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You it's all, yeah, yeah. Photographs, the, the most, and the, then you, the more I could get my hands on things, yeah. that's what was nice about it. Like you, it was a, a magazine, the size of it was like, I mean, my, my wife at the time, she, she, was the head of the advertising department. Next year, she's installing all the computers in the place. Next year, she's she's setting, you know, she's editing. And so you could do the same thing. You know, a guy now who's my close, one of my closest friends was brought in as the woodworker. He was down in the basement. It was just a house. He was down in the basement. So he and I hit it off right away. So when he wasn't building furniture, we were really making frames for me or we were making these crazy. So yeah, hands, hands on, yeah. cyclical, very cyclical as it is now. That's yeah. Insane. yeah, but it's it, for me. It's really interesting that that the you know the ability, the skill to draw that you kind of taught yourself and then always improved over the years mm -hmm. was basically you sustaining you and your family for all those years. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really like you didn't have to get like a day job that was right. away was, from it was, your it was passion in a way. It you know, was, it was uh, like, yeah, it was drawing. It, it was, was drawing, drawing. and. Right? and, and, and yeah, thanks for recognizing that yeah. because no matter, you know, whether I was, because a lot of it was filling orders. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you working on? Well, I'm doing, I'm doing toilet seats this month, you know. As soon as you're drawing, you're in, you're in there anyhow. It doesn't really so it doesn't matter, matter then, doesn't right? Matter. I mean, so yeah, for that, yeah. for that, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's. You're spending your day but, wisely. But I do, I do want, I want to make the bridge also because we talk about it also. 
um, you know, the, the bridge in between the illustration work that is more like uh, a commission, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're mm -hmm. told to sure. do that and then your own work. Right. Like, how does that interact with each other? And I think you answered already the question. Like the process is Probably. quite similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, inf they influence each other. They influence each other often in a, in a reactive sense. You know, I mean, in that some of the things are really technical, you know, how to build a house, you know, framing, frame. I did a book last year on how to build timber frame houses. Yeah. Um, you know, you set up your two points, you run your rulers, you're running two point perspective, everything's measured out. Um, sometimes I will tend, I will react in my own work aggressively in, in a very positive manner toward toward that work because I'm I'm kicking it out you know I mean I'm thinking about it while I'm doing this stuff and when I get there there's a lot of energy and it's I don't have to do that you know so it allows me to really stretch things around and for that matter for the last 25 years not having necessarily been represented by a gallery or have had collectors even though yeah I've shown and got awards and this and that to during the years, but there's not been, say, like a brand that I've, you know, produced years ago that that's what's being expected of me. Um, I've had this pretty nice open arena mm -hmm. to go where I've been wanting to go. You were um, free to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, and it's been pretty and... damn, mm -hmm. pretty damn special to, mm -hmm. to me as far as like, it's because it, it feels as as young now as it did yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, the show at the laundromat is is all sorts of fun things coming out. And it gets and it gets more and more fascinating because you start realizing, yeah, you could go back. And like I just said, I just finished this painting of the thing from that dig two years ago that's connecting uh two very distinct bodies of work uh, which is what i've been doing for the last couple of years with this iceberg stuff and these gourd things that i worked that i did 2006 2007 2008 which is pretty erotic pretty nasty some of the things pretty nasty um what is fetish, a gourd i don't gourd's know a, gourd's a big vegetable it's oh. a big bulbous on one end, crook-necked, curvy, tubular mm -hmm. appendage off of it, flesh color. Mm -hmm. What material, um, if I may ask, are it, you using for these um, renditions? Because obviously this, the first one was sculptural, then photographic, well, yeah, so that's, and then you know, illustration. Getting, to, to embellish on and to give more light to the, to the cyclical nature of mm -hmm. things. Um, the gourds were... I felt like I, I felt like I needed a figure, a figure in my work. Four minutes. <laughs> four minutes. You got four minutes. Four minutes, four. and we went Game of Thrones for fifty yeah, of that. That's yeah. not true. Come on, this was a stuff I wanted to talk about. Well, we're excited. All right, Continue. all right, all right. We'll okay. No, 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 no. That's your uh, I'll just, I'll, try, I'll just try to cap it up here. We'll multiply by. So we have, so we have these kind of erotic 
um, not even, I wouldn't say fetish-like because these were this was not my my intention with them. But they're very erotic. They're gourds dressed up lingerie, found materials um, in tub settings in in pools. Um, I love them. They've always been very dear to me. But they're not something that you come out with every day in the in the foothills of the Berkshires. You know, there's not that many venues up there that welcome such a thing. So they've been my little you know Side my little time. friends over there on the side, but. The intention of doing those at the beginning was so that I could use those photographs to work from, even though I knew they were fascinating in themselves. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I have used, I've taken some out as figures. There's been stuff around here. I did a piece downstairs um, soon before leaving, this photo installation on the wall that is actually the title piece going into the laundry mat, which were all these gourds. Mm -hmm. But quickly, okay, so... What's the title of the show? Do you know? Um, and they all got together in their little rowboat. After, as the, as the water levels rose and rose, they all get together in their little rowboat. In, in their little rowboat? Little rowboat. I love oh, it. Wow. So I had a show last month at... Yes. Dave Fonseca. Dave Fonseca Contemporanea yes, in yes, Manners, yes. Florida. Run by... A, Dear man, Astor Defanseca. Um, this is a new gallery up in Wilton Manors. Uh, this was about the fourth or fifth show, and I had work in there with with uh, photographs. No, I had well, I had drawings oh, like well. two months before. Uh, Gerby and I and another artist had had a three-person show there, and I had some drawings. And hanging the drawings, I'm telling him about these these erotic. Uh, gourd photographs I had and that I'd love to show him. He said, okay, we'll do a photo show of yours. So we did this last last month and he asked me to find another photographer and through Tilly I found this magnificent photographer, Angelica uh, Reinhofer, who lives up in Fort Lauderdale and she does these exquisite like northern renaissance portraits photographs, mm -hmm. but exquisite. And in some of them, they look like, you know, they look like that. They look like Bruegel paintings or Hans Holbein, you know, these gorgeous photographs. But in others, they're kind of quirky. They're a little, you know, a little contemporary element. Like, I think that woman just had a mastectomy, you know, or the, you know, so there's, there's some quirky things in there, but they're very elegant. And we thought, let's put these two together. Let's put these beautiful, you know, regal looking portraits next to these like insane little characters with lingerie like what the you know they're very surreal uh -huh. a lot of people say think you know bring up Belmer right away Hans Belmer but you know that's oh. um, they worked so magnificently the, the, the just the dialogue between these so elevated you know I, I kind of like took them I took my my pals here out of the out of the hedonistic uh, you know deluge that they were like murkying around in and they came up to be like these like sensitive kind of vulnerable little little characters, little characters with among these other things it was so beautiful I thought all right they could wow. they could handle it's like bringing my your child out like yeah oh okay they're responsible for themselves out there in the world yeah. and look at how well they're doing yeah. you know so that's kind of what's a little bit's going on with this the gourds and the icebergs you know mm -hmm. this 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 uh, sort of eroticist sexual thing with these pristine you know icebergs that are basically telling us too that you know you, you, you got to pay attention mm -hmm. you're screwing things up badly here mm -hmm. you know we are the bellwether 
to tell you. So you can't like you can't be looking at the, my friends here as as the, the troublemakers. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is far different than that. Mm-hmm. So there's a little call going on here. Mm-hmm. So it should be a, should be a good show. When is the opening gonna be? They believe it's the second. Of September. The 2nd of September in the so. laundromat. Yeah. And that's going to be in Little yeah. Haiti in Miami. Little Haiti. Um, there's going to be, at this point, it looks like mostly photographs, mm-hmm. um, along with these few big big pieces and some smaller drawings. Mm-hmm. And there will probably be some, um, there'll be some, I mean, they're not gonna, I'm not going to call them constructions, because they won't be, but there'll be some three-dimensional elements, mm-hmm. like Styrofoam. And it's going to be a solo show. It's going yes. to be all you. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So wonderful. Yeah, wow, pretty excited. We're going to show up. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. Here. We're going to show up. Well, yeah, I have a question. Do. I have one last question. question. All right, one last question. Well, we have two questions. Obviously, your, your question. And then um, we have, who do you look up to right now in the present, like artistically? Who do you look up to or what is interesting you? That's one of the questions we got. Oh, what is in, inspiring? Yeah. 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 Who do you look up? Like any any artist in particular that you're like, oh, I'm, I'm liking what they're doing or... That's a question from Jason, so you could give him crap for, for that Jason, later. yeah. Um, Does it have to be an artist? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. My, an, my answer to that, is, and I'll just be brief because I know we're running out of time, and um, is there's so much good work going on. I mean, there always is. There's always what so much work answer. going on yeah. that. This is a good it, answer. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if I said a name or another because it's not only that name of that person who's doing that great painting. It's something somebody said, or it's something somebody built, or it's some something my doctor, you know, my dentist threw out at me. It's all that. There's such good stuff out there. So but good, I've also. But but that too, as as a second answer to influences, I think musically has been more more of a, a, a constant with me. You know, we're all studio music, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, studio artists. Music. So we play music all the time. I don't know about you, but I've always wanted to be a music, musician and wanted to have a band, oh, you know? Oh my God. You know, so all right. What so would we you play? Play? What? What would you play, you think? I could probably play a pretty damn good electric guitar. Oh, yeah. totally. I'd be a front I can totally. I'd do yeah, the front I man see thing. You in the front and man. I, I could see, sure. you know, in fact, I told a friend recently that do you ever wake up and want to be Nick Cave? Because I sure as hell do. Almost once a week. I would love to be a Nick Cave musician. Do you know Nick Cave? Yeah, I do. God, you know? If there's anybody laying it down, it's that guy. Yeah. So it's those type of things. So it's musical, you know? Because I've always listened to music. I've listened to all kinds of music. I love the way music is built. I love mm-hmm. the construction, the architecture of songs. I love when it's so quickly noticeable when somebody like whew, throws a riff mm-hmm. and is moving outside you know you go for that right away i love that stuff so that's always been that's always there you know picture art good paint you know sure reproductions but you're not in front of paintings constantly so i mean nothing wrong with that but i don't have that option that's, that's the answer to your All right, question jason, jason. <laughs> Jason, thank you thank for you, this Jason. question, I Jason Aponte. And bringing me into this, Jason. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we're moving to our very last question. Yeah, and um, it's honors. actually our ritual yes. final question. And you're present for your birthday at the oh, same oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> You've been sitting in this magical rocking chair for yes, yes, over yes, 50 yes. minutes oh, now. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, it grants you three wishes. <laughs> three. Three. See, Jason offered me one the first thing this morning. Glad I didn't spend it. Three. You can wish for anything you I want. Have to, I have to say it? Yes. yes. 
what's my Miss America thing? I mean, it's like <laughs> world peace, baby. Um, that's all. That's, that's all right. the only way it's going to work, all right? right? Um, You're going to have to put it out there. I've just become a grandfather oh, a week ago. Wow, congratulations. Yes. My first. This is it's my fine. son, Luke's, and his wife, Sophia's son, Cosimo Anthos Galadli. Oh. I wish, I wish everything for that child. Oh, Cosimo. All right, that's the first one. That's a great wish. Um, and then I wish well-being for my children. That's crucial, which I did have. I don't have time for this. Anyhow, the town of Johnson, by the way, where the studio center is that I yeah. said earlier is home. My son stayed there, married a woman who actually worked at the studio center, has had this child in, in this town now. My daughter, back in March, moved out of Richmond, Virginia, and moved upstairs from her brother. So now I get to go to this heavenly town and get my kids all and at once. And your family is right there. It's marvelous. That, that's really so, a dream come true. So my third wish would be, um, you know, and everybody I love knows I'm wishing constantly for them and grateful to them um, that I get to go up there often enough and, and visit them. Oh, <laughs> and see them. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Thank you for Those having me. Thank great. you for coming, Michael. Thank you, Thank you so much for Boy, coming on your birthday. What a quick hour. Yeah, I see where it's like, it flies by. It God. flew by. It's so flew much by. more to talk about. I yeah, know, but we'll discuss afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep you a little longer. All right. Now, Bye. You probably never had visitors either. Like <laughs> no, this is a bad time. But Jackie should, yeah. You should. Thank you so much, guys, for listening in again. And um, this was our Rocking Chair Sessions number 16. 16. And next week, we're going to have number 17. 17. Who's coming? In. Who's coming in? Kristen Teal. We're excited to have her. Kristen Teal is coming in. Recording there? It's going to be wonderful. Um, All right. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. See you next Good to week. be back in the studio. Yes. Bye, guys.